Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 285. I'm your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest is a wonderful acupuncturist that goes by the name of Kaya. Thank you so much again for coming in and also for allowing me to go to you personally and experience what it's like to get a treatment from you as well. I uh, go into detail about that experience in this podcast, so we hope you guys like this one. But before we get into it, you can hear every episode of Finding Arizona podcast at our website, FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So go check out all of our social media under Finding Arizona Podcast. Uh, that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You guys tell us who you want in next. DMS should give us a, a comment on any of our photos. Just tell us who you want in next and we will make it happen. Uh, next up, if you want to go to the website and go under two different categories. One is the newsletter. The newsletter is a little bit more the official side of the podcast, letting you know what's going on with uh, the official like listings, uh, who's in the studio, who's coming up on top of what community events are going on as well. Next up is actually the little bit more of the personal side of both Brittany and I who own the podcast and live doing, breathing, uh, just making it happen. Uh, you can go to the blog and get more intimate details about what we're doing. And that is with our family, with who we are as individuals, with what's going on in our actual daily lives, that's where you wanna go. So that being said, if you wanna go over to my favorite part, which is actually those of you who wanna become super fans, go to patreon.com slash finding Arizona podcast, and there you'll sign up for one of the tiers. And in return, we say thank you for joining us and thank you for supporting us here at the podcast. But not only that, in return, you will get bonus content. Yes, that's right. We set up bonus content for you guys to nourish yourselves on more of these individuals like our bonus podcast called Fine Examination, where we fill up with 50 questions of each guest that come in through our door. So we hope that you enjoy this one. We hope that you guys actually um, really go check out the acupuncture side, the Eastern medicine side. Just understand a little bits of it, a little bit more from the professional side. Kaya's coming from uh, just understanding her background and everything like that. I just wanted to just share you guys with this experience. It's different. It's fun. Uh, not only that, Kaya is a really great person to talk to. She is someone who will understand where you're coming from, uh, not only on a professional level, but on a personal level, on a family level. So that being said, we hope that you enjoy this podcast. But before we get into it, I forgot. It is my favorite part of the intro, which is the community corkboard. We got some stuff going on in the community I want to share with you. And if you have something like an event like the following, uh, you want to send a line over to findingarizonapodcast at gmail.com. We'll set you up with a shout out like the following couple of events. Tattoo fundraiser for State 48 Foundation. Yes, State 48 has their own uh, nonprofit foundation and they're teaming up with local talented artists to help you with a one of a kind Arizona inspired design and that will be tattooed. So sign up for your appointment today. Uh, they have a whole scheduling process, but we hope that you guys encourage us. This is fundraising at its finest, a unique way of going about it. And this is all taking place over at the State 48 new headquarters, Saturday, May 15th from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. We hope that you guys enjoy that one. Uh, those of you who are vegan, there's an event coming for you, May 8th, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. The v, uh, Phoenix vegans uh, are going to be putting on a vegan Saturday night market. 
that'll be taking place at 909 North Central Avenue and that'll be taking place Saturday May 8th 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. and that is going to be a whole assortment of free uh, uh, it's a free event a whole assortment of uh, people going to be there in the in the area and that are going to be selling their goods and going to be a part of this market and it's an open air market so bring your face masks uh, enjoy yourselves uh, make sure that you're having fun uh, and I think believe they have a controlled guest list between 50 and 100 people so sign up if you can uh, next and last but not least it's going on today and if you are listening to this we hope that you had a fun time Pierce Family Foundation is putting on their dog show we if, if you are listening to this we hope that you had a great time uh, we want to make sure that you guys are staying up to date with all the local events uh, that is going on in the neighborhood. So please, again, send us a line at findingarizonapodcast at gmail.com. That concludes our community cork board. We hope that you guys enjoyed yourselves. We hope that you enjoy this episode. We will get to you on the next episode. Uh, and also, please stay safe out there. Wear a face mask. It's the easiest thing to do. We hope that, that you will enjoy your weekend and all the following weekends up to come. Kisses, hugs, and belly rubs. See you on the next episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. As always, we bring in someone very special. Today is no different. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to let this special acupuncturist introduce herself and her business because I enjoyed her docile tones when talking to her. So I hope that you will do the same. Go ahead, Kaya. Yes, I am Kaya Hunter with Meriki Family Wellness over in Scottsdale, a family acupuncture practice that just loves treating the whole family. Awesome. And just to introduce everyone into kind of how we met is I actually received a treatment from you just a couple of weeks ago. Um, you and I had just kind of an encounter one in one and it was just fantastic talking to you and just kind of like the treatment itself was just very easy going and I had a very good time. Yeah, very easy going. I like that. And well, you're great to talk to too. So oh, thank you. <laughs> makes it fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you the question that we ask everyone and it's kind of pretty simple is how has time been since the pandemic started? Like, what, how are you doing? How's your family doing when this all went down? You know, uh, when everything shut down, we kept it really cautious and safe just to see everything was new. We didn't yeah. know what this thing was. So we kept it cautious, safe. When I went to work, I would wear masks and scrubs and scrub things as normal, but yeah. space people out a little bit further gotcha. just in case and then take a big reduction in patient load. Hmm. So definitely... Yeah. You saw the office. There's not anything in there, hardly, just to keep everything really wipeable, really clean, to make sure everyone feels safe and accommodated. That was the one thing I really did notice is that there, in in the sense that I imagine when you were doing it beforehand, there's probably a lot more knickknacks and things that are personal to you and your 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 business and things like that. But the other factor is it's like, yeah, you are kind of this clinical um, space that, you know, people need to feel that treatment space. And it felt like that as soon as we started going through the actual treatment is when it started to become more personalized and more kind of like down to earth, kind of familiar to talking with um, someone one-on-one -on -one like that. Yeah, absolutely. Was that something that you had to build uh, because of the, like, 
Was there something that you had to like change up because the pandemic hit so differently on a grander scale of people being affected through their work or through, you know, whatever means that may be? Did you notice that ripple effect? For sure. You know, overall, uh, it was quiet for a little while. Everyone stayed home. They didn't know what to do and what to expect. (laughs) Everyone's been in kind of like this weird limbo for a while. Yeah. And, and that happened with me and my clinic too, but yeah, we really, I simplified everything to make sure everything gets wiped down, which is good as it should be. Right. I agree. Uh, I agree. Yeah. And luckily like the table, I treat everyone as if they have an infectious disease. That's just how I practice anyways. So yeah, just getting, getting rid of a few knickknacks, making sure everything felt really safe. Yeah. That way when people started feeling more comfortable coming in, it was, it was no worries on their part. I wanted to make sure everyone got to relax when they came in for sure, and not worry or stress. Like this is not the reason they're here. They're here to unwind from all that, to kind of escape this hustle bustle, covid busy stress you know whatever of life yeah <laughs> and then absolutely. get treated for their health conditions i agree 100 that you are someone that you can come to and just feel safe in the space that you have and just kind of take the let let the treatment take control of just the you know the process and going through it one of the other things that I wanted to ask you too is just kind of your space that you're in is more of like a co-working space and just the general practices that go on in those spaces and mingling and being in the hallway with one another. Was there was there something for you being so close to your neighbors, you know, being in that one-on-one space in those areas like that? Was there something that you did or noticed in your kind of area that just kind of like during that time of the pandemic, did you notice people leaving? Did you notice people trying to like come together more? Did you notice anything different from that area? Because I always found those spaces unique in the sense that you're sharing office space with other businesses on different scales. Yeah. So everything, you know, it's a pretty quiet complex, luckily. Um, not too much is going on. A mm-hmm. lot of them don't actually see other people. They don't have customers come in. Okay. So it, it stayed pretty quiet. Um, you know, they definitely, everyone was masking up and being really cautious and respectful and keeping their distance, yeah. which is kind of funny and strange. But, you know, you, you got to play off other people and respect <laughs> each other. Absolutely. Was there just a difference in just how you approach kind of like also your family time too? Because you know like we discussed off air your son was in the um you know we i met your son in kind of his little nook area where he was playing at but one of the things that i really noticed is just when parents start to become effective in their job was there a way that you kind of distributed your time with your son and your family versus your business and anything like that affected yeah, definitely. You know, I, he did the online schooling, so he had to come with me to work, Yeah, <laughs> which was not fun for him. Um, my patients loved it because <laughs> here's this, you know, adorable little kid that would talk to them, Yeah, but a little distracting for him. <laughs> trying to learn so, over here. <laughs> yeah. Trying to learn. And, you know, people just love to talk to him. He, he's a, he's a good kid to talk to. He's about nine years old. So that's uh, going awesome. on 10. So he, he did really well. And, you know, I kept my hours. I tried to group everybody 
distance, but also kind of close together. That way I wouldn't be spending so long at the office when he's already so burnt out, making yeah. sure he got physical, physical education. in. since there's no more recess and no more running around for kids, mm-hmm. which is so vital to their mental and physical health, especially during this stressful time. Yeah. Um, here's another that you bring up is the kind of factors that kind of the, the, effects of the pandemic whether that be through your own personal business or your family some somebody's getting affected and down the road the ripple effect reaches you as the practitioner um what things did you start noticing as your clients started to come in after the pandemic started making its rounds on different individuals Oh, so this is all over the board, all ages, including kids. But I noticed, of course, increased anxiety, mm-hmm. increased worried about the immune system, which absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Lots of lots more pain because of the working from home or doing school. They had a lot more shoulder rotation, neck forward issues, and then lower back pain. Mm-hmm. And then everyone started gaining weight too, which nobody <laughs> likes. But And no one likes yeah. admitting. <laughs> no, no one likes admitting it. They're just like, oh, I got the quarantine 15 here. I'm like, I know <laughs> we all do. It, so those were the big things I noticed. Um, and then eventually that starts turning into depression, which, mm-hmm. you know, is not great, yeah. especially for younger kiddos, some, something they don't know how to process or experience. And a lot of parents didn't know what to do either because this is new for everybody. And yeah. a lot of went through some big stuff. Absolutely. I agree 100%. There's, there's this level of anxiety that internally we, we, we can say that we we're dealing with and, and kind of handling on our own level of mental mental kind of understanding, okay, I have to work more. I have to, you know, provide more. I have to, you know, prove something to someone or whatever it may be. Um, You know, those factors, they start to build. And when something like, you know, just a pandemic that affects everything on every scale comes in and knocks us into kind of this whirlwind of extra, it's, uh, it's just something that I think people like to say that they can handle, but, I feel like there's a level where we need to say, okay, I can't handle the the pain or I can't handle the chronic pain or I can't handle this one thing. You know, th- there's a level that we have to admit to ourselves that we can't handle. Um, and, you know, I've, I've seen it in not only your, you know, your, where you work, but in other places like uh, people who come through our doors that, you know, they have, um, other factors of individuals coming in and asking for help or asking for jobs and things like that. So yeah, definitely it affects all um, on a different scale. And I've seen and asked a bunch of practitioners from all sorts of backgrounds, like that question. And it's always been kind of interesting to hear their feedback from their own uh, specialty groups. Uh, the other thing that I'm going to ask you is the same, same thing that we've kind of, you know, what we started before the pandemic is how did you get into this position? And can you give us a little bit of your origin story? Oh yeah. So (laughs) um, I grew up in a small town in Eastern Oregon and I wanted to be a doctor as long as I can remember, like four years old doctor kit for Christmas. Best thing ever. I still remember it. Nice. I loved it. I loved helping people still do. I shouldn't (laughs) use that as past tense, but (laughs) you you help Um, people. Trust me. You helped me. Like it, it, like just to kind of veer us a little off course when I went in for my treatment and I, you know, started feeling just like this cramp 
you know, in, I was already feeling something and I must've like either moved or rotated wrong, but it was like in the rib cage. I don't know if you remember that, but as no. soon as you came in, I was like, Oh man, I'm feeling like tension in my rib cage or something like a cramp. And you started treating it and it was just instantaneously just so much better. As soon as you, as soon as you let me sit with it and kind of do my thing. And after you put in the needles, it's pretty fun, right? It's yeah. almost, sometimes it seems like magic when you have some of that pain stuff and you put, put a needle or two in and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I can move. I can breathe. <laughs> I can relax. Yep. What just happened? <laughs> the brain and the nervous system are uh, so fun and absolutely. so cool. Uh, so anyways, back to, <laughs> I love the beer though. It's fun. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, I went to the, you know, I went to the regular medical doctor when I was in high school for depression and I was feeling suicidal mm. and they told me I would grow out of it, which yeah. seemed really horrible at the time, but I'm grateful now because the other option would have been like, um, pharmaceuticals therapy would have been a great suggestion, but I'm really grateful at this point. <laughs> they didn't put me on pharmaceuticals. And so at that point and a few other experiences like that, I just, I didn't want to treat people by just giving them pills. There's mm -hmm. absolutely time and a place for that, but it's not yeah. what I wanted to do for people. So I just started um, experimenting and job shadowing a bunch of different practitioners to try to figure it out. You know, what, how can I help people that really feels right for me? Mm -hmm. And I ended up seeing a naturopath who did acupuncture. I actually had vertigo. So oh, wow. the world was spinning and one treatment got rid of it. Wow. I was like, well, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Great. Yeah. Suffering for months, world spinning. And then all of a sudden it was gone. Yeah. So I looked into acupuncture and then shadowed a little, a few more people and just, I just went for it. So that's how I got started. Dang. And yeah. Pretty, pretty powerful there. That's intense stuff. Yeah. With one treatment that you can just like change someone's whole life. And that's, that's really I love hearing these kind of stories because it's it's it veers in so many directions where we've hear, heard stories of true passions like people's passions whether it's like stories like yours where they they they, they stumble upon it almost in a sense that like either something affects their life and then they have to go get it treated and then they you know are open to this new idea or it's something that they had no idea that they were good at and they stumble upon it by having to do it or having to receive it done to them. And they're like, huh. And it's just kind of like those things that like, it's just, for me, it's, it makes me so happy because like I get to see the, the true beginnings or understand why those, the person is today because from the story they started from. Oh, I'm with you there. Passionate people. Oh, I just love it. Lights me up. And whether that's a hobby or a career, it doesn't matter. Just like to have that love for life. It's, mm -hmm. it's so exciting to me. I'm like a nerd about it. And I can <laughs> feel it from you from the get-go when you and I were in the treatment and just understanding where our, you are the individual having to take in the information. You asked me everything that is affecting my life, not only on a physical scale, but on a mental scale as well. Um, I think that really just when having a person like yourself who has a background that is so um, immense with what the physical does to us, to have to understand the mental aspect is another part that makes me interested in what you do because 
you are partaking in this kind of back and forth of the body that you have to understand it on a, on a grand scale. You as the practitioner are looking at all of the stresses in my life and seeing where I'm affected most and, and trying to, I guess, bring back some semblance of balance in my, you know, what's going on in my body. So I just really felt like when you sat down and talked to me in that moment, like it was like five minutes of just pure us talking, maybe even more. It made me feel like it's not just a treatment of my physical ailments, but understanding the whole aspect of what's going on in my life to treat it. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's no disconnect. We're not compartmentalized little beings. Um, the way pain runs through the body, whether it's physical or emotional, goes through the same center in the brain. Mm -hmm. So the body doesn't know the difference. So yeah. that's why we need this whole complete picture in order to thoroughly treat you and give you a good treatment. And it is always my goal to make sure everything's about you. I want to know exactly how I can help make your life better. Mm -hmm. You, you're an easy case. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I imagine so because you probably see a lot of me. I'm a desk jockey, so I have you know computer pains from you know hunched shoulders and and my neck and things like that. But I also you know I'm a I'm a, a newborn dad, so it's like you know my my child is always on leaning on one side of my body or the mm -hmm. other, so it's like off shifted things like that. I imagine like those are the types of routine things that you see and kind of can notice once you become a pro at it. Um, the other aspect is I wanted to get into your treatment with the vertigo. Was there, was there a, a semblance of treatments that like you had to keep coming back or was there just like one that kind of made you really feel great and you didn't have to worry about that vertigo again. And then on top of that, I wanted to know what, where he placed, cause there's specific areas to treat certain, like where did he focus on for that vertigo? Um, so it was just one treatment. And my awesome. vertigo in particular had a spleen root. So in Chinese medicine, there, there might be a diagnosis like vertigo, mm -hmm. but that can have like a hundred different causes. Gotcha. So in Chinese medicine, we have to narrow down your Western medicine diagnosis and figure out what is the actual problem. Mm -hmm. And mine had to, a lot to do with digestion, stress, and then the position I was in being a massage therapist at the time. So she actually worked on my spleen meridian, which is basically digestion. Mm -hmm. And that's also how I found out I have um, celiac disease. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, so what happened was she gave me that one treatment, completely got rid of my, um, my vertigo. And then, yeah, I got the celiac diagnosis and then um, took out gluten. That's awesome. That's like really yeah. interesting that that was like, out of one treatment and you've got two life-changing ailments treated right off the bat. And it's just yeah. like, okay, cool. Like I'm on board. I just, you know, it's incredible. What now my secondary question, like where, like, was it on your stomach? Was it on your neck? Was it like, I imagine it was more on your neck, but I could be wrong. Um, a lot on the legs actually. So wow. Few on the legs, maybe a couple on the arms, and I'm maybe on the neck. There are a couple good vertigo points on the neck that yeah. I actually use today for a patient. So that's awesome. That is so cool. Yeah. I, I just like that was that that's what got me. I was like, oh, that's like because when you see treatment done to you, and you know, for me it was like you were treating that um 
my rib and then you went somewhere else on my ankle and that was really cool i and so it's like i know that there's different areas that can treat the ailment that you're specifically looking for so i was like kind of curious where it lied on your body for that treatment yeah well i had a a six-week-old in recently whose kidneys were starting to fail they they actually found it in utero oh wow Um, i think if i remember correctly i think his right was a level three and his left was like a two or a one and the majority of his points were on the leg the lower leg and then i did a couple i think on the hand and three treatments a week for two weeks completely reversed it he's great now that's so awesome that is really cool and again other stories like that just kind of like i cannot believe the body reacts the way it does to those types of treatments do you ever see like instantaneous like relief like just kind of like as soon as you stick the needle in, cause I imagine the, the body reacts that way when you, when you go and do the treatment. Yeah. Cause I'm using the nervous system, which works super fast as mm-hmm. we know, stub yeah. your toe ever, <laughs> you know, real fast when you hit something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll have people come in and they're like, Oh, I can't lift my shoulder and I'll put one in, um, by the hand, I don't know if people are going to watch this, but right here by the pinky. And then I'm like, all right, give me 10 seconds. And then they've got range of motion back in their shoulder. That's so cool. That is so, so cool. And it's just, yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny that like your body, it's like just one, it's like you would imagine, it's like, you know, the littlest thing and you put it somewhere and you're just like, oh, what the, that's so cool. Like, it's just, it's a deal. Yeah. I've had uh, people, they're like, they don't believe me. They're like, that didn't just work. I was yeah. like, what else was it? It was 10 seconds. <laughs> what did you <laughs> do, like, no Miyagi? Way. What did you do? <laughs> did your son ever, like when he gets like, I don't know. I, I can't imagine he's sore or anything like that now, but this, do you ever treat him or does he ever ask to be treated? Like, Oh yeah, he, definitely. He's got yeah. allergies. He has celiacs. Um, okay. And he's a sport. He plays sports. So yeah. he's, okay. he's got little things for sure. Little things. Okay, good. I, yeah. I didn't know. I thought he was just one of those people. Like he, I can't imagine a nine or 10 year old, just like <laughs> extraordinary pain. Like, Oh, I ripped a or tore ACL or something like that. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. Luckily, no. And luckily he, he hasn't had anything major. Yeah, and then there's stiffness. Acupuncture works really, really well for, for illness as well. Yeah. Did you ever, um, did you ever think to yourself, like, cause I know that there's other aspects of the Eastern medicine and just kind of different areas like there is in Western. Did you ever think or wanted to partake in those, um, fields? Because I know, you know, you can get tied down or, you know, kind of locked in on a specificity. Did you ever try and think of, or try and reach into those other academia worlds? Yeah, so I actually, so Chinese medicine has a huge scope of practice. And um, because of COVID, I've actually tampered it down a bit and just got to the really what's most effective, what can help people the quickest. And yeah, so um, right now it's just acupuncture and herbs, but sometimes diet stuff, like there's simple things. A lot of people don't want to do this hardcore change your life stuff. No judgment. I don't either. I like chocolate. Me too. (laughs) I, I, I Definitely. do. I do. I understand because, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, when you start to see your own parents go up in age and you start to see the, the health, you know, kind of decline or whether that be, you know, um, 
own life choices or other ailments that kind of take, take them down, you know, and you want to help them as badly as you can. And, you know, you want to provide them the best health. <clears throat> Sorry, I got caught up. Um, and then you just like, you know, you try so hard to, to show them, you know, this is what you need, or this is what you have to do. And, you know, you feel that way when they don't do that, like, you know, it's their life choices. Those are the things that people, you know, they don't want to change. They don't want to, you know, do those things. And it's tough to hear, but it's like, yeah, I definitely understand like the, the want to change and, you know, the need to change are two different things. Absolutely. And I always give people a choice. I say, you can come hang out with me for a long time or we can tweak a few things. Yeah. And some people do, they choose to just come back. It's relaxing. It, helps so many things and they they like coming in. So they're like, yeah, I'd rather keep eating my, you know, cheeseburgers five times a week and just see you more. I'm like, okay, job security. (laughs) My son will really enjoy when he's in college. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And they feel great too. So it works out. It works out really well, but you're right. Like it is, it is hard watching, but we have to respect where people are at yeah, and absolutely. what they want to show up as in this life, which is totally fine. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm grateful to be able to give a solution. Like there's not a lot of things that not a lot of options out there that don't drastically change your lifestyle. So to give people a solution, oh, it's yeah. just a blessing. Now you did say that you're learning this Chinese medicine and I'm, I'm kind of interested. Did you pick up any Mandarin along the way? Because the, you, you know, some of this text work and other stuff is just, it's mandatory. It's like, it's not translated. Did you have to worry about that? Uh, yeah, we actually had to take Mandarin in acupuncture school. (laughs) I see. I knew it. I was like, I kind of had a feeling. Oh yeah. I would take more too. Maybe, maybe when I'm a little less busy or I'll have to carve out, carve out some more. There, there has been other acupuncturists that go full on so they can translate these, I mean, texts that are thousands of years old. So not only do they have to learn Mandarin, but they have to find old school. Yeah. It's like ancient Mandarin, like ancient Chinese, like, like people, Yeah. (laughs) yeah, people study all their lives to like, learn this dialect and it's it's so crazy too because yeah you really think about it in the scope of who's been around longer and has established in the sense of writing down text and writing down the word of culture uh the chinese and the japanese like the eastern medicine has been around a lot longer than the western medicine so i imagine that there's texts thousands of years and older than our oldest first edition medical book and yeah yeah, it's just it's kind of crazy to think about that and then on top of like you know having to learn another language was there at any point in your you know learning and and schooling where you're just like okay i'm like this is too much this is like there's a lot of like now i have to learn a second language on top of learning this stuff was there ever like a stopping point for you I was super fortunate because I did have the massage therapy training. So I did have this intimate knowledge of the body and I had already shifted my thinking. So not only do you have to learn a second language, you have to learn a whole new way of thinking. We just don't think the same over here. Like everything's very separate, very compartmentalized. I mean, we're there. Everything's integrated. The breath, the food, the way you do things like they just 
they think completely differently. So that was, that was really fascinating to me and frustrating to a lot of other people. Um, The second language was the most frustrating part for me. I'm like, can you at least tell me what's more relevant to the medicine? (laughs) It's just like, where's the bathroom? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Let me learn the medical terms and all that stuff that before I learned the, can I use the restroom or where is yeah. that, that the, the meta, the actual like daily use culturally stuff, like, you know, where's the yeah. store and things like that. Here's my other, th- I, I'm kind of curious too, as far as your, your, your education goes, like how, how do you kind of can you know because you have to continue like you said during the pandemic you, you're reading these textbooks like is there cl- other classes that kind of uh, continue education stuff yeah it's mandatory in order to keep your license to do continuing education every year okay. for the, your own state and then yeah. for the national licensure you have to do well yearly and then prove that you've done so many hours over four years so it's always always learning and then not only do you have to learn chinese medicine you also have to learn western medicine and ethics and you know all all this encompassing stuff that makes medicine really safe and important absolutely i understand completely i think that that's something that um i guess that kind of gives you the i don't even know how to put it it's just uh, it's for me, I think that there's this kind of balance that you, that your treatment and your practice does that. I'm just like, I'm so interested in it so much more now that you kind of brought in this level of like helping me understand what you have to kind of learn throughout the time of being a professional. And so it's, it does, like, I just really thought you, like for me, the, it, the education process is maybe a year's worth and then there's no continuation, but now learning that there is a continuation that helps me a lot to like, really understand like you are someone who's continually learning and really honing in on their skills on so many levels. Um, here's my next question. We ask everyone who comes into the podcast is, can you give us a little bit of your daily routine kind of, you know, is there something that you kind of keep in your daily routine, whether that's in the morning or in the evening that you really enjoy doing that has helped you um, either in business or just personally has helped you either succeed or, you know, keep a positive demeanor or anything. Um, Usually we, people give us meditation, whatever it may be for yourself. Now's your time to let us know. Yeah, I'm I'm someone who likes the gratitude practice. Uh, okay. To me, yeah. when you when you practice gratitude, gratitude, it takes out any other emotion, right? You yeah. you don't feel victimized, you don't feel bitter, you don't feel anything that you might categorize as negative. Okay. Although we're not judging. Yeah. But yeah, gratitude, absolutely. So absolutely. every morning, like wake up. Okay, morning. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And probably at night too, but I love cooking breakfast. So, you know, I'm like making my chocolate chip waffles and like thinking how awesome my life is. I'm glad you said chocolate chip. Those are my favorite kind of waffles and pancakes. Uh, they're yep. they're two of my favorite i kind of see now your background i'm like looking at your plant do you are you a green thumb at all because are you a, oh, yeah. a plant mom let me see. see this is an aquaponic system so you have the oh, fish tank oh yeah that is so cool then, yeah this is my husband's doing so my plants are outside in the dirt where they belong but <laughs> i love this thing tell him i'm fairly impressed as someone who's um 
you know, has seen hydroponics and other uh, green microgreens being done and things like that. So that's a very impressive setup that he's got there. Yeah, he just winged it too. They're wine bottles. And yeah, very impressive. Protein, protein yep. shake bottle it's thing. So I mean, good. Yeah. So we have peppers and basil and a lemon tree in there too. See, I'm again very impressed by what he has set up there, and you know, again, it's not easy. It's very the fishes keep maintaining the fishes is another aspect that's like it's difficult to like. You're basically someone who's like on a on a on a routine monitoring schedule, like trying to make sure the fishes are are fed, the plants are good. You know, you're you're just like it's a whole thing. Oh yeah, for sure. We've got this whole setup here. <laughs> That's you, just our life, though. What did you say when you had when he had to install the fish tank? Because now that you like, I mean, it's a oh it's gosh. an animal. It's an additional animal to the household. Oh gosh, we have like fifteen ducks and like two dogs and other fish and a cat. Wow. So we kind of have this urban farm thing going on. <laughs> Not to worry, I totally get it. This was it. the intro. This was the intro. I was like, "You're doing what?" And you're then it flooded what? a few times, which ooh, that that set <gasps> no. me off. Yeah, my poor husband. I was just like, um, so the floor is wood and the tank's overfilling. This isn't going to be a good thing. But we we finally got it down and knock on wood. It hasn't, that's hasn't been naughty in a while. That's good. That's good. And it looks great. Probably, I mean, the backdrop, like the the ones that the vines that are growing out, it looks great. Everything looks wonderful. So kudos yeah. to you guys. Um, that is the, you did the routine. So now let's look towards the future and kind of what you're hoping for the practice that, you know, COVID's coming, you know, as we try and get more vaccinations in it, and I'm starting to see the doors open more and more. So you're starting to see back to normalcy, you know, is there something down the road or in the future that you're looking towards, uh, you know, hoping towards, or even, even looking forward to for your own business? You know, I'm really looking forward to the way people view their health now. I think they they see it as much more important. So they're they're looking at really trying to figure out how to live a higher quality life. Mm -hmm. So the way my practice runs, I like to treat people who have no other options, who have tried everything, who, I mean, are miserable, which sounds mean, but those people who have no other options, like what else are they going to do? Yeah. So... I, I hope to keep expanding out into communities that, you know, maybe somebody's had a stroke and they can't walk or lift their arm or, you know, maybe I, I see the most random. I've actually been seeing vaccine reactions and oh, wow. um, yeah, some people who've had some issues with, with the vaccinations. So people who have no other options, like expanding more into that community and helping bridge the gap between what people think acupuncture is and what it really is. Yeah. That's yeah. It's a bright future. I think that once we integrate more of this stuff um, into the normal part of life, everyone is going to be much more happier and healthier and just again, live that high quality, passionate life that we're born to live. Absolutely. I think you, you start to see the generations, um, the, the the generations after even my own like i started to see more open mindedness towards different you know all sorts of you know whether it's um with their own health and their own technologies things like that they're just more open to finding sources that are more direct to them and can treat their thing like you know they want like i mean if you take a look at some of um 
you know, what's going on today, we're instantly gratified in all sorts of facets, whether that's, you know, through, you know, if you're hungry, you can get food. If you want someone to praise you, you can post a photo and get instant gratification. Like all of these things are instantaneous. And as we evolve and try and start to see, you know, our health isn't instantaneous. We want that to be more instantaneous, those types of things. You start to see the generation like, well, if it's, it's a certain specificity, like, you know, my heart or something that will treat my, you know, whatever vertigo, let's use that as an example. Um, they want that. And so I start to realize like that, that ripple effect goes into their everyday. And so you start to see like the generations, the younger generation, I see a lot more younger people doing whether that's Eastern medicine, like doing the, the um, treatments to their body like that. And I've, you know, I've started to see that open like mindedness to those practices. And so, yeah, I, I'm very, I'm very humbled and very excited for the future of the practice for yourself and for those who are getting into it. So I kudos to whatever comes down in the future to you and your business. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So we reach in the end here. We do keep kick it off to you to let everyone know where they can find you online and social media wise. So go right ahead. Let everyone know where they can find you through your social media online. And then let us know if there's any events that you got going on or anything down the road that you want to highlight. So go right ahead, Kaya. Oh, nice. Well, my website is azmarakee.com, which I'm sure show notes would be an easier way to, yep, to yep. publish that. Everything will be in the show notes, but I love hearing it from you. <laughs> That's fantastic. And then at kaya.hunter on Instagram is where you can find me. Um, and then highlighting events. Every time you come into my office, it's an event, an event yeah. of healing and relaxation. So I love it. It is. It is an event. It truly is. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, Kai, so much. I really do appreciate everything that you've let me do, do with you, like doing the treatment and then you coming into our show. This has been fantastic. And you're a wonderful person and great mom, just to say that personally. Um, <laughs> and then just uh, overall, just a fantastic person. So we hope that this helps everyone know and get to know you a little bit better in your business. So before we go, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear every episode of Finding Arizona Podcast at our website, findingarizonapodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So all of our social media handles is Finding Arizona Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Let us know who you want in next and we will make it happen. Last but not least, patreon.com slash Finding Arizona Podcast. There you'll sign up for one of the tiers and in return, you will get bonus content. And there we will hope that Kyle will join us for our bonus content called fine examination 50 questions that we fill up with fun with our guests of the week uh kaya you're going to be going through that after this uh before we go we say kisses hugs and belly rubs to all of you listening we will catch you on the next episode good night kaya and good night all of you listening